0: Good time tonight Amen. after legal seafood today Amen. we had a great de- uh, lunch didn't we Amen. <laughs> a little too much <laughs> a little too much <laughs> praise the Lord everybody Amen. everybody happy tonight yes, Woo, well you know my dad pastored over 50 years and he said you can get glad in the same britches you got mad in you don't even have to change your pants to get happy how I many of y'all getting happy right now? I'm starting to get happy right now. Praise the Lord. Wow. Well, we are glad to be back at church. You had a blast this morning. I, I don't know about you, but I just had so much fun. And really, the first service was on your identification with Christ. And that is phenomenal, You're who you are in Christ. And then the second service was on the spirit of faith make you grab a cornstalk, swing out over hell, and spit in the devil's eye. So anyway, the second service. So we had two different sermons this morning. So whichever one you came to, you need to catch the other one. Praise the Lord. Um, Let me give you some books and stuff real quickly here. Uh, Let's first of all give a great appreciation for the pastor, his darling wife. They are precious, wonderful, lovely friends. Thank you all so much. Amen. Thank you so much. And it's joy to be here. Even on a rainy, it's kind of rainy, rain, rain, rain. Uh, so I was in uh, preaching in Fort Worth at Eagle Mountain at uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministries just last Sunday. And it had not rained in Texas. It had not rained in Louisiana really for about like three months. So I have a pond in my backyard that is only known as a hole. <laughs> so uh, it hadn't rained in such a long time. So I was in Texas, and I said, uh, man, it seems like so long <laughs> since I just got to be in the house, and the rain came down. Isn't that kind of nice sometimes? Yeah, yeah. And you're in the house, not outside. You're in the house, and the rain, rain. So I had a friend <laughs> call me up. He says, uh, uh, since you said that, it has not stopped raining in Texas. So he said, I'd appreciate it if you could take that back. So... <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't remember saying that here. But uh, when we get to Louisiana Tuesday, maybe it'll rain. But we just came from Colorado. Right after we left, it snowed nine inches. Wow! Does it snow up here? Not yet. Not yet. It don't snow really. Does it snow? Not yet. It don't snow here. He does. In here, I mean. Not no, not in here. Out no, no, right here. Not <laughs> All right. One of my favorite students in the front row. in the middle. Praise the Lord. All right, let me give y'all some books and stuff. All the stuff, all the books, everything are half price. Now, if you knew how hard it is to write a book, you would be much more appreciative. Uh, are much more thankful. And uh, Thanksgiving is coming right up. Yeah. So, Couple of things the Lord said to me about thanksgiving. He said, Number one is there's no such thing as unspoken thanks. In other words, some people think they're thankful, but they never express it. So let's try it this way no such thing as unexpressed thanks. All right, let's try that one more time. so you think you're thankful, but really you're unthankful because there's no such thing as unexpressed thanks. Let's try it one more time. Just say thank you. Uh, in other words, thanks must be expressed. All right? Let's see. Since it's Thanksgiving, I would like to thank you for coming to church tonight. Uh-huh. You don't get to hear that that much, do you? Right, I would like to thank you for coming to church tonight. Look at somebody and said, "He wants to thank you for coming to church tonight and saying, I would like to thank you for being such a wonderful person sitting next to me." <laughs> so there is a cure for being unthankful. You know what the cure for being unthankful is? Do without. You do without until you get thankful. All right, just a short little lesson for November. Anyway, uh, here's a few books here. All the stuff's half price. I'm going to give you some free ones to which you would say, Thank you. All right, thank you. Guys. This is <laughs> so being thankful is not automatic. You have to be trained to be thankful. Any y'all got kids? You have to train them. Say, say thank you. All right. Okay. I guess y'all didn't like that lesson that much. <laughs> so, but say thanks anyway. So, <laughs> here's here's some books. Oh, my friend, come up here. Hey, do me a favor. I like that jacket. There. Like, yeah, you look you look pretty sharp there, brother. You know, like like you could be the sports for ESPN <laughs> anchor. Next time next time Mikey fights, you know, we'll see when you get on the ESPN. You say the right, he hit him with a rod He hit with a left. And and uh, that boxer's going to pay tithes on that money. <laughs> <So> <laughs> right? See, he's a tither. So uh, you see those books sitting on top of that table over there? All right. Can you bring those over here? Thank you. All right. This book here is called How to Receive God's Extravagant Generosity. God's generous, but he's not just regular generous. He's extravagantly generous. So how do you receive God's extravagant generosity? So I, I got this book, and I was in a church in West Virginia. And one night I just said, all the books are free tonight. Everybody get anything off the table you want and get it free. So they got everything off the table <laughs> except for one book. <laughs> this one here. Do you know why? Why? because this book is talking about giving. Ah! (laughs) So I gave them everything, and they took every book but the one about giving. (laughs) Interesting. Selfish little people. So. (laughs) So, this is how to receive God's extravagant generosity, because you cannot separate giving from receiving. They're inseparable. And the greatest thing about generosity is your generosity actually accesses God's generosity. Yours might be limited. His is unlimited. The great thing about generosity is that anybody can do it. All right, let's try it one more time. I'm going to step up here, you know, out of the headlights. Um, <laughs> any, the great thing about generosity is anybody can do it. Amen. You don't have to be rich to be generous. Mm,
1: right. <laughs>
0: and actually, some people have more money than you, and they can outgive you, but they cannot outgenerous you. Mm. Boy, that is a good lesson. In other words, somebody may give more money than you, but God knows how much they got left. And God knows how much you spent on Disney World last year. (laughs) You spent more on Mickey Mouse than you gave to the Lord. So, So to be generous with the work of God, your generosity is totally measured by your ability, which means you can actually out-generous everybody in your section. Even though you didn't out-give them, you can out-generous them. So there's something about generosity that reflects your heart. Your heart. How important is your heart? Well, that's the part that you receive from God with. Mm. So Dad Hagen. Dad Hagen, a pastor friend of mine asked Dad Hagen, if you were looking for a leader in your church, what would be the most important thing you would look for? What would be the most important characteristic you would look for in a leader? And Dad Hagen said, without blinking, generous. He said, because someone who is not generous will shut down the move of the Spirit of God. You understand what that means? Your generosity affects your heart, but it also affects God. And so your generosity doesn't just affect you financially, it affects you spiritually. Amen. Y'all stay with me here. So if he's looking for a leader, the first thing he'd look for is what? Someone who's handsome. Come on. <laughs> Someone who's smart. Somebody good looking. Somebody who has drives a Mercedes. He said, I'll just, I would look for somebody generous because a generous person opens everything up to God. Are y'all still here? So the importance of your generosity is Jesus actually stood by the offering and watched not just how much they gave, but how generous they were. I said the rich people gave a lot, but one lady came and gave of her living. And Jesus said, well, she actually outgave everybody else. So if giving or generosity is not important to God, why is that story in the Bible? If Jesus stood by the offering and watched the giving, I said he stood by the offering and watched the giving. And if he never changes, I would imagine he still watches. <laughs> he not only watched, he actually made comments. <laughs> How would you like for him to make comments? While well, you're giving, he goes, eh. <laughs> uh. And that lady giving, he
2: went, oh, did you see that?
0: How many I like to do some giving in your life that even Jesus goes, that's some good giving right there. <laughs> and once you get Jesus' attention with your generosity, y'all still with me? Then he's going to jump into the middle of every one of your needs and every one of your dreams because of your generosity. So you have to train yourself to do what? Be generous. And what's generous mean? That simply means Leave your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. Let's try it again. <laughs> Leave your comfort zone a little bit. Like you're planning <laughs> on doing this, and then you feel like, wow, I know I could do that. Mm-hmm. But what would happen if I did this? Right? right? Uh, I've done that many times, all the way down to like giving, <laughs> you know, $50, and I gave 100 And then years later, I gave 50000 and then I mm-hmm. gave 100000 I'm mean, the Lord could trust you with 100, he could trust you with 100,000. Right. Amen. Amen. So then after I gave the 100,000, all the way home, I had giver's remorse. <laughs> Do y'all know what giver's remorse is? How many of y'all ever had giver's remorse and you were like, I think I got a little too excited during that off You go home, you start adding and subtracting, in, you know, you're like, there better be a God. Now, any of y'all ever done that? You went, oh, my God. Oh, man, well, I did that. And so all the way home, I was like, oh, it's all right. So I had this thought in my mind. I knew it came from the devil. And the thought was, here's the thought, ready? The devil said, what are you going to do if all that giving don't work? That's what he said to my mind. And I kind of got nervous. I was like, what am I going to do if all that giving don't work? What am I going to do if all that giving don't work? I go, it's going to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on some disappointment here. Maybe I should take up a second job <laughs> if all that giving don't work. <laughs> so I had that thought going over and over in my mind. What are you going to do? And then the Holy Spirit. I mean, thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke up on the inside of me, and he said, don't allow the devil to make you afraid. He said, you say to the devil, what are you going to do when it does work? (laughs) Are y'all still here? Come on, don't get afraid and upset. Come on, here you are tithing and sowing and giving, and the devil brings fear. What are you going to do? And you say, no, no, I got a promise from God. God said, when I sow generously, I will reap generously. He said he will multiply my seed sown. He will make all grace abound towards me. Wow. Amen. Everybody say generous. simple as that. That's all the Lord asks of you, is to go beyond your comfort zone a little bit and do what? Be generous. Be generous. One time, listen, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I want to sow generously because you said I'd reap generously. And you said, if I sow sparingly, I'm going to reap sparingly. So I prefer the generous. So I asked the Lord, how will I know when I'm generous? Because generous is different amounts to different people, even different occasions. So I said, how will I know when I'm generous? Because I want the generous harvest, so I need to qualify. So could you tell me, how will I know when I'm generous? Because that's going to qualify me for a generous harvest. So how am I going to know when I'm generous? The Lord said, you'll know. I said, well, how am I going to know? He said, because when you're generous, it's when you give and you think about it for months later. He said, because if you can give and not think about it again, you're sparing. Come on. You're stingy. But if you give and months later you're going, oh, my Lord. What was I thinking? So, so one time the Lord spoke to me when I was pastoring, and we had a guest minister, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Give him twenty five thousand dollar offer. I said, huh. <laughs> "Why me, Lord? Can't you just tell somebody else to do that?" <laughs> he said, it "Always have to be me." I mean, <laughs> I, I said, "Lord, that's, that's I had a savings account, you know." And I, I said, "That's all I got. That's all I got." And the Lord said, well, that, "That's all I asked for." So finally, this guy was preaching, and I was like, playing old BG songs in my head, like, uh,
2: You should be Dancing!
0: <laughs> so, trying to shut that voice out in my head. Have you ever tried to shut that out of your head? You're like, ah,
2: Stand alive, just stand alive!
0: Have you ever had any old BG songs pop up in your head, you know, see what years you grew up in? But anyway, so. <laughs> oh, Lord. Y'all way too spiritual for me, I suppose. But anyway. Uh, so finally I gave this pastor, he was a minister, and I gave him a $25,000. And he about started crying. He's like, he started turning,
2: oh, thank you. He said, thank you.
0: I said, what you crying about? I said, I ought to be the one crying here, not you be crying. I'm the one who just gave you
1: $25,000.
0: I said, God bless you, brother. I said, okay, Lord, I obeyed you. So right after I gave him the $25,000, you know what happened? Absolutely nothing. So... (laughs) You know what I mean? Nothing extraordinary happened. But it did seem like, you know, we were blessed and we did increase. And just a few years later, the Lord spoke to me and said, Do you remember when you sowed 25,000? I said, I will never forget it. <laughs> How many of you like to do some giving that you go, I will never forget that moment? That's what you call generous. I said, I'll never forget it. And here's what the Lord said to me. He said, "I want you to count up how much came in since you gave 25,000." And I started counting this year, that year, that year, that year. I said 25 million. In other words, I thought I needed the 25,000, but God opened up the 25 million. Are y'all still here? True story. So the Lord said to me, if your given don't affect you much, neither will your harvest affect you much. Sometimes people say, I'm waiting on my harvest. And I say, You may have already got it, you just didn't recognize it. You went poof when you gave and your harvest came in, poof. How about that? Come <laughs> on, but if you want your giving to go bam when your harvest comes in, it'll go bam. Are y'all still with me? In other words, you and I determine. Amen? And the great thing about it is wherever you're at, you just start right there. You don't have to say, well, I wish I had. You know, you could tell the Lord, Lord, if I had a million dollars, I'd give you half of it. (laughs) What kind of deal is that? That ain't no deal. Look, if you gave me a million dollars, I'd give you half of it. Try it. So, so, so anybody would make that deal. God's not interested in what you'd do if you had a million. God wants to see what you can do with the $100 dollars you got. Come on now. In other words, with what you have, generous with what you have where you are. And listen, the Lord told me one time, he said, if I can trust you with money, he quoted Luke 16, then I can trust you with spiritual things. In other words, your giving is not just about money. Your giving affects spiritually. That's probably the best thing about giving is it affects you spiritually. Matter of fact, you can give so much that you refuse to backslide. Let's try it one more time. Like, you know, you know like, like you say, I just don't feel like I'm as close to the Lord as I used to be. I'm drowning around. Falling away a little bit and don't love the Lord the way I did and don't read my Bible as much. and don't want to go to church as much. Look, you can cure that. Give the biggest offering that you can give. Then you'll refuse to backslide. You'll say, I ain't backsliding. I'm going to stay around now. I gave so much money to the church. I'm going to have to go to church and see what's happening up there. (laughs) Isn't that funny, huh? Well, if you can laugh about giving, you truly are a spiritual person. (laughs) So the Lord told me one time, he said, you'll get some places in life because you trust me. And you'll get other places in life because I trust you. All right, let's try it one more time. In other words, your faith in God is significant and important. And so you'll get some places because you trust God but there'll be times you'll get other places because God knows he can trust you. Y'all still here? One of the best ways that you can prove that you trust God is generosity. You're giving. One of the best ways that God knows he can trust you is what you do with your money. Hmm. The great thing about God is he can see. You can fool everybody else. You just can't fool God. <laughs> I was at one of Brother Hagin's meetings sitting in the minister section years ago, and I was sitting next to a preacher, and I didn't even know who he was at that time. So I was sitting next to this other preacher. So Brother Hagin got up, and he said, we're going to give an offering to Rama." So it was Ramah night. So I had a savings account that had $12,000 in it. And I was believing for $100,000 in that account for the church. And then I owed a million dollars worth of bills. So I was putting money in savings. I got there and Dad Hagen, time for Raymond, night. well, I'd already written out my check for $5,000. I took it out of savings. So the account went down to $7,000. But I got there and Dad Higgins said, whatever you is gonna give, just double it. <laughs> well, my hands started sweating a little bit. And <laughs> I looked at my wife and I said, uh, you know, he said, whatever you gonna give, just double it. And uh, I already brought 5,000. I mean, that's a pretty good kick in the pants. I mean, that's better than everybody in my section probably. How many of y'all ever tried to convince the Lord how generous you already are? <laughs> how many of y'all ever tried to explain to the Lord how generous you already are? That Lord our dear our dear. So I was trying to help the Lord out in case he forgot. So, so what should I do? Well she said, Well just double it. I said, All right, let's do it. We'll grab a cornstalk, swing out over hell, spit in the devil's eye. <laughs> if this sinks us, we're sunk already. let's go under with a holler hallelujah so so (laughs) so i marked out the five and i gave the ten thousand and the preacher sitting next to me he was peeking at my envelope have you ever peeked at somebody else's envelope don't lie i see y'all sitting (laughs) in here See, this lady is the only honest woman here, and she goes, I peeked. I peeked one time. I didn't mean to. don't know why I did, but I saw their envelope, and I went, my God, is that it? So, so <laughs> 50 cents. So, uh, so <laughs> how many you ever peeked at somebody's envelope you like? So, he was peeking. I didn't know he was peeking. He told me later he was peeking. So afterwards I met him and we became friends, still friends to this day, but he was peeking at my envelope. Well, he didn't know that was a pretty important moment for me because I gave the 10000 That left 2000 in the account. I was believing for 100000 I really needed a million and now I had two. So I said, this account's going down slower than I thought, so it's going all the way down to two. <laughs> And so I sold $10,000 and praised the Lord. And nothing happened the next month, the next month, the next month. But the third month, somebody came to our church and put $100,000 in the offering. It had never happened before. They just put it in the offering. I didn't even know they was putting it in the offering. I was sitting in the office and I heard my secretary scream. Well, in Louisiana, it's a snake in the house, you know, a rat or something. So my secretary's screaming
1: ah. <laughs>
0: it's a true story. She came running down the hall to my office.
1: Somebody gave a hundred thousand dollars.
0: I said, I've been expecting it. <laughs> I said, give me that check. Who's that write that check? <laughs> Call the bank, see if that's any good. So, so <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that was the first time it ever happened. It wasn't the last time. It's happened many times. Mm. But after he gave 100000 within nine months' time, that account went over $1 million within nine months' time. <laughs> Never happened before, but it's happened a lot since. So what happened was the, the increase and the breakout from doing what? Sewing. Everybody say sewing. That's when the Lord told me this, your sowing will outperform your savings. Ah. In other words, we all trust our savings, but we should also trust our sowing. Matter of fact, the Lord said, you'll get some things faster by sowing for it than you will by saving for it. All right, let's try that one more time. In other words, you got a dream, you got a desire, and you're saving for it, but there are times that your sowing will be multiplied so much faster than just your savings account. And you take 2 Corinthians chapter 9 out, and you start saying, Lord, I sow generously. Come on, I reap generously. I'm a cheerful, happy giver. Hallelujah. And God is able to make all grace abound towards me. I have all sufficiency. In all things, I abound to ever good work. Come on, the money will come. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I do not lack for ability. I do not lack for opportunity. I never lack for money. I never lack for money. God opens doors. He opens opportunities. Bigger doors and greater doors. He makes all grace abound. Everybody say, "All all grace. That means every favor and earthly blessing. Woo! Woo! go ahead and laugh a minute and say huh? God said he loves what kind of a giver it's easy to be generous when you know this world is temporary alright let's try this out over here I said it's a lot easier to be generous when you know your life in this world is very temporary In other words, we brought nothing in. We ain't taking nothing out. So when you're a generous giver, God's the biggest giver. Let's try it again. Great thing about God is he can see, and he said he never forgets your labor. Come on. God never forgets. In other words, with God, payday may not always be on Friday, but he never forgets. He is arranging a harvest and a blessing that you say, I'm not sure how or when that's going to happen, but I believe God never has forgotten. He never will forget. He's the biggest giver. Amen. I said he's the biggest giver. Amen. So when I was a pastor, I pastored 25 years, so great church in Louisiana. When I was a pastor, if you can believe this, you probably can't believe it, but I had one man in our church that was a very rich man. He was the richest man in the church, and he was the biggest giver in the church, and he got mad at me. Can you imagine anyone ever having any reason get mad at such a nice guy (laughs) as myself (laughs) i'm kidding actually but i'm a pretty bold guy you know so this guy started cutting up and he's the biggest giver the richest guy in the church and he kind of wanted to control too many things he said i want to do this and i want you to do that and I, i said brother listen you know this is not a democracy here we don't vote on stuff you know It's actually a theocracy. Amen. Amen. God's in charge. Jesus is Lord. So, I mean, you can't just give some money and then start telling me how to run the church. I mean, you just have to take a number and get in line. You ain't next. (laughs) Anyway, we had a few discussions. So, finally, he just got mad. Well, he actually, I had him meet me in my office after church on Sunday, and I could tell he's mad. So he said to me, he said, how much money do you make? He asked me how much money I make. I said, did you ask your dentist? How much money do you make? And then he said, I bet you make $70,000 a year. I said, no, sir. I said I gave 70,000 last year. So you know I must make more than 70,000 if I gave 70,000. <laughs> he was like Anyway, we had a long discussion. So he left the church. He was mad. He's mad cuz my office was too big. Your office is too big. I said, "Well, I'm a healthy man. I need a little extra room in here." So he left the church. So when he left the church, uh, I was God's man of faith and power. But when he left the church, I became God's man of paste and flour. (laughs) That means when he left the church, I was like, the biggest giver just left the church. I was just sitting in my office. Biggest giver just left the church. I got missionaries we pay, I got mortgage payment, I got staff we pay, biggest giver, just left the church, Now I just kept thinking about there went the biggest giver, you've lost that money feeling, now it's gone, gone, <laughs> gone, whoa, 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 <laughs> bring back that money feeling. I don't know what song is that anyway, but that's another <laughs> one of them worldly songs. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, b- Biggest Giver, <laughs> hey, these are all true stories. So I'm sitting in my office. and I was kind of getting depressed, you know, like, uh, Biggest Giver just left the church. And the Lord spoke to me as clear as any time in my life. The Lord said to me, the Biggest Giver is still here. You know what I said? I said, I'd like to know who it is because I get the printout every week, and he's it. And the Lord said to me, he said, no, I'm the biggest giver. The Lord said, as long as I'm here, you'll never lack for money. Woo! I started getting happy. Come on. I said, the biggest giver is still here. Who is it? It's Jesus. Come on. It's God's the biggest giver. Amen. In other words, he's the source of our blessing. As long as we have his presence, amen, and his spirit, the money will come. Amen. Wow. Biggest giver left. God said biggest giver is still here. But when the biggest giver left, our church at that time was bringing in $7,000 a week. 7000 a week. And the biggest giver left. After he left, the church income went up to 10000 a, <laughs> a week. Then it went to $20,000 a week. Then it went to $30,000 a week. Then it went to $40,000 a week. Then it went to $50,000 a week. Then it went to $60,000 a week. Then it went to $70,000 a week. And then I got up and asked if anybody else wants to leave. Uh, come on man we are free from the fear of lack come on from the fear of man come on god is able to make all grace abound come on bigger than the economy come on bigger than our job god is able come on we give him glory he's the source of our supply and God's generosity, God will do things for you that you wouldn't even do for yourself. I said, God will do things for you that you would say, oh, I don't need all that. And God will say, I just want to do it for you. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. I said, you, you say, Lord, Lord, it don't have to be like that. I said, so I study in the goodness of God. When You say the Lord is good. And i say, Lord, I knew you were good. I just didn't know you were that good. Are y'all still here? Sometimes you say, the Lord is good. But when your dreams start coming to pass and the blessing of the Lord multiplies, you say, Lord, I knew you were good. I just didn't know. Please forgive me. I didn't know you were that good. Come on, lift your hands up and thank God. Say, Lord, I knew you were good. I just didn't know you were that good. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. Say, ha, ha, ha. Come on, if the devil tells you, come on, what you going to do if all that giving don't work? What are you going to say? Devil, what you going to do when it does work? Because when it does work, I'm going to tell everybody the blessing of the Lord is more than you can ask or think. Amen? So let's give some of this stuff away. Here's the book on generosity. See if anybody wants it. I don't know if anybody wants that book. You may not want that book. And this book is called The Holy Spirit's a Genius. If you listen to him, he'll make you look smart. <laughs> Who wants this book right here? Anybody? I see a lady right there. Look at that. This is Divine Approval. <laughs> People have approval addiction. Now, do they like me? I don't know if they like me. I wish they liked me. How come they don't like me? (laughs) Well, this is divine approval, the gift of righteousness, and you don't care who likes you or not. God likes you. You're going to be all right. There you go, right on the front row. Boy, that's a good book there, I'm telling you. This is Trent's book called God's Healing Word, which is how to take the word like medicine. See that lady? I saw her hand go up real fast there. This is called The Secret Power of Joy, The Joy of the Lord. Can you catch it? Whoa, man! You must play for the New England Patriots, or the Dallas. Oh, okay. This book is called The Great Confession that Jesus is Lord. See that young lady right there with her blonde hair on top of her head right there. All right. This, is <laughs> this one is called The Love of God, The Secret to Success, How to Grow in the Oh, look, I see two hands right in front of me. All uh, right. This one is called Take Your Place in Christ. You're not praying for victory. You're praying. Oh,
2: you're in the front row right there.
0: Uh, can you catch it? One, two, three. Ready? Whoa. Oh, good catch. All right, this is on the Spirit of Faith. My favorite book. actually, Joyce Meyer ordered 40,000 copies of this book. It has helped her a lot with her attitude. So Spirit of Faith. She used to be a grouchy, grouchy person. Huh, you want this book? alright you see that man over there with that gr- brown sweater right there yep. don't give it to him listen <laughs> no <laughs> no, go get another one and give it to him that guy right there see him? Okay. go get him one I'm gonna okay. give this one to this lady right here yeah go out back go down the street three blocks turn left <laughs> it. no. no it's on the table there what you're talking about man all right everybody take off offering envelope we're gonna receive the offering now give the Lord a shout hallelujah praise the Lord man Wow uh, taking off an envelope, ushers, where's the ushers, ushers, ushers. Come on, ushers, pass out the envelopes there real fast. We also have a couple more books. This one is called the How to Pray for Your Family. Uh, we have seen your family and you need prayer. This is, <laughs> give it somebody. This one is 50 years of quotes on who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ. I'll give it to you on the front row. There you go. And then this is CDs, the bloodline of a champion, ever, ever CDs on... Uh, the blood of Jesus, slap that chicken. Hallelujah. <laughs> give that to somebody. And then uh, this is God's Healing Word by Trina. CDs. You have a CD player. All right? Here you go. I'll pass over there while you're resting. Amen. Now, if you don't have a CD player, download the Mark Hankins Ministries app. Look at the, uh, look at the wall up here. Because if you don't want to give by check or you give by cash, look at the wall. It tells you how you can give on the app. Can you give on the app? I don't know. But you can give on MarkHankins.org or you can text to give. I personally do not know how to do any of these things. (laughs) I am 70 years old. I do a thing called writing checks. So if you're writing a check, make it to MHM or Mark Hankins Ministries. If you're giving my credit card, I think you could do that on your envelope. And so when you're sewing and you're giving tonight, It goes towards the Word of God growing multiplied in, right now, 32 different languages. Amen. amen, Which we just did the language of Farsi for Iran, Iraq. And it's already been distributed in Iran, Iraq. Then we went to Istanbul and had a big meeting just a few months ago. So the Word is working. Everybody say the Word is working. Amen. And you and I are in charge of uh, distributing it. Amen. Giving. So you're giving tonight and tomorrow. We'll go towards that. Praise the Lord. All right. You can give on the app. app. So you download the app. The app is free. All the messages on the app are free. App is free. TV programs are on the app. You can go to the app. Get that free. Listen to any message 24 hours a day and drive your husband or wife crazy. (laughs) But uh, we were just in Eagle Mountain at... uh, Brother Copeland's ministry at huh Mountain. Eagle Mountain. Eagle Mountain. What did I say? Eagle Mountain. Pastor George and Terry Pearson. Do you all ever watch the Victory Network? Yeah. We're on there five days a week. So we were just preaching that last Sunday. Pastor George and Terry said the app, our app, saved their life. They said there was at least three months that we listened to your app every day, all day long and it saved their lives. Primarily, they're studying on their identification with Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Are you all ready to give? Yeah. All right, take your offering in your hand. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for a whopper of a harvest coming in. We sow generously. We reap generously. I thank you for your blessing upon this church, this ministry, every other pastor, every other minister, every job, every family. That we are blessed so we can be a blessing. Thank you for supernatural increase, the increase of God. Thank you, Lord. You multiply our seed sown, and you make all grace abound. We're careful to give you the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody shout hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you as you give. Praise the Lord.
3: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Go ahead, try <laughs>
3: Amen, it's good to be here, good to see you. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say welcome, have a good time tonight. night, we're glad you're here, yes. Amen, thank you. How many visitors we have in the room? I'm, I'm on you're, you're, yeah. Praise God, okay, that's the first time you're a visitor, now we're all regulars, right? We're good friends, amen. So glad to be here with you, amen. This is a divine appointment, it'll never be this way again. God has something special for us. He sends his word, and we already heard a good message, didn't we? Amen. This morning, I mentioned Galatians 2.20. I'm going to do it again. Is that okay? Yeah. I have been crucified with Christ. If you know it, say it with me. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the what? Shout. By the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me praise God you know what Jesus did in his life and how he lived so successfully he obeyed everything the father said to do and made it all the way through the cross and resurrection ascended and sitting down he did it by faith amen he did what God said. He knew the word of God. He obeyed that. He obeyed the spirit of God. He stepped out, and the power flowed when, it, when you, you know he made a demand on it. That was his faith. And guess where he is? He's in us. Come on, is Jesus living in you? Yes, and are you in him? We are one. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Yes. Woo! That means his faith is your faith. Amen. Amen. Romans 12, 3, it says, Everyone has been dealt a measure of the God kind of faith. So say, I got faith. I got faith. Amen. Stand up on your feet because we're going to sing faith. Because with our faith, we can move whatever it is that's standing in the way. You might want to identify just one mountain and go for it. And then get the next one. Go for it. Praise God. How many have some mountains standing in your way? You got some word to speak? Hallelujah. Go ahead and kick that song on. And we're going to sing together, I think. Here we go. Here it comes. I gave my life for this, it's what I live for. Nothing will keep me from all that you have for me. You hold my head up high, I live for you. Greater is he that's living in me than he that is in me. you, greater is he. Let's live
1: On. Aren't you glad you got
3: a faith partner? Why don't you just find somebody and say hallelujah? Woo! Faith has a shout. Let me hear a shout. Ha, ha, ha. Faith has a laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Faith has a voice. Glory to God, but are going to say, Greater. Greater is He that's living in. Oh! say, sing it one more time? (laughs) Come help me. (laughs) Look, I've been on the mountain in 10,000 feet elevation. I'm out of air. (laughs) I said, that I need some water. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I can do all things. Is that what you say? What do you say when you're getting up ready to box? Let me hear you.
2: I can do all things.
3: (laughs) I couldn't get out of air. Got out of water. Got out of water. I don't know what I'm talking to. (laughs) Praise God. Some things are melting down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost just said things are melting down opposition mountains are melting down the word of god is like radiation glory to god it'll melt some stuff down Woo! <laughs> glory to god all right kick that song on are you ready Hallelujah, Satan, as I can do all things through Christ, who gives me strength. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ha ha ha, 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 ha ha ha. Praise God. Oh, for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, ha ha, ha. ha ha. Ha! For the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of faith will take a hold upon you and will move you to up O Sid and a K, and move forward and go up hit Akash today. For that which was weak shall become hot okoze. Ha ha ha. So draw in a casbro and abalabotirakase, for he will cause you to stand in boroka and abale so reach he kesaroche hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. Uh, for the holy spirit himself will come upon you and will do a fresh work in you for he is able to make you stand to keep you from falling, to keep you from collapsing and quitting, so the Holy Spirit will strengthen your inner man with mighty power and infusion of strength in your spirit so you'll lay hold upon the promises of God you'll lay hold upon the high calling of God and you'll never look back but you'll go forward and you'll not stumble and fall over the things that used to trip you up but now you'll go leaping and jumping into new territory and greater doors and in greater blessing ah, for it is it's not by your might or your ability but it's by my spirit saith the lord so receive the holy spirit and yield to the holy spirit and a fresh anointing shall come upon you even this night and you'll take giant steps to go into the blessing of the lord and new new doors and new opportunities by the spirit of god and you'll be strengthened with mighty power saith the lord to yield to the Holy Ghost and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Well, lift your hands and thank God for that. Thank you, Lord. We yield to the Holy Ghost. To be filled, be filled. with the Holy Ghost.
3: And as you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be clothed with Christ. And and he will And he will speak. And he will stretch forth his hand. Mm. Uh,
0: So as you yield to the Holy Spirit, the fresh anointing, even a double measure of anointing shall come upon you for this time of your life and for this season in your life. And the Spirit of God shall enable you to fulfill all that you've been called to do, things beyond what you could even ask or think, even the dreams that have been given to you, those things too shall come to pass. So the Holy Spirit shall do a new work in you, and he will speak, he will give you direction, he will guide you, and you'll not turn away to one side or the other, but you'll walk accurately in the plan and the perfect will of God walk accurately in the steps that he has prepared for you unafraid and no fear of failure and no fear of man for the Holy Spirit shall give you not only new strength but great boldness as you speak the word of God and he'll bring fresh revelation and your walk with the Lord Jesus shall be closer and dearer than ever before in your life he'll bring you into his presence and there he shall do that work in your spirit and there he'll open up and give fresh revelation and mystery shall unfold before you and the word shall unfold before you and the simplicity of the gospel shall be made clear and then when the times that you could have fallen and the times that you could have gone astray yet now you're strengthened and you'll run your race and you'll finish your course and you'll finish your course with joy and do all that he's called you to do so do not be silent, but go ahead and rejoice and laugh in the face of the enemy. Ha, 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 for it shall come to pass. Well, open your mouth and thank God. Thank you, Lord, to do what you've called me to do. Your plan and your purpose. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. Say, ha, ha, ha. Come on, I believe. I believe, Lord. I receive what the Holy Ghost is saying. Thank you, Lord Jesus thank you lord jesus thank you lord jesus praise the lord
3: i have this little picture (laughs) it's kind of simple but as we wait in the presence of the lord you know he said he he your strength so you can mount up with wings like eagles and i I just saw superman (laughs) you know or wonder woman
0: not and they
3: went from looking like a common person to looking like someone who was super able to do amazing things. And so as we're in his presence tonight, there is a there's a revolution happening. Hallelujah. Where you're being clothed with him. Mm. Hallelujah. And turned into who oh, he has made you to be mm. supernaturally. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Amen. And so Amen. great
3: things will happen. And great estoraka de bay. Don't make And don't draw in the kisa bata, but draw here and monde praka andah.
0: So yielded to the Holy Spirit and filled with the Spirit. And you shall behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. And you'll be changed from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and freedom. So things that hindered and held you back, the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit shall remove those hindrances, and the word of the Lord shall be in your mouth, and the plan and the purpose of God shall unfold. And you will carry the fire and the glory of God. And there will be signs and wonders and miracles that shall come to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you'll be bold to speak the name of Jesus, not just one day or this day or that day, but every day and everywhere you go. And the fire and the glory of God shall shine upon your countenance. And you'll be like a light shining in the darkness and a testimony of the Lord jesus christ shall be on your lips and you'll carry the glory and the fire in this generation so you'll be washed in the blood and changed by the blood and i'll dress you up for a new season saith the Lord I'll dress you up for a new time and I'll give you new places to walk that you've never been before so the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God and the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Spirit they shall grow and multiply and Jesus shall be glorified and Jesus shall be magnified and the captives shall be set free hallelujah well lift your hands up and thank the Lord thank you Lord Thank you, Lord Jesus. Great, great, great is your faithfulness. faithfulness. We're going to sing this in a cappella. Great is thy faithfulness. You think you can do it, baby? Try it. I would help you, baby.
3: Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow
2: turning with thee. Thou changes not; thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be.
3: Great is thy faithfulness,
2: great. Just lift your
0: voice and worship the Lord. Lift your voice. <laughs> bless the
2: Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Saravaku, feelabora shekedevi silaba. Feelabandala Bora Monona Mandalava Katalavai. Rama Mandalva Rababandale Bokra Boske. Rimandele V Sala Bora Feeling us, Lord, feeling us Rondalabo Brababakalabandala V Sala Filling us, O Lord, O with your spirit. oh oh the
0: Oh, to be filled and filled again.
2: Filled Fill and filled again. Filled and filled again. Filled and filled again. Filled and filled again.
0: Come on, let that river flow out of your belly. Very, very Salamando Rabatako. My spirit by
2: the Holy Spirit. Mando Romando
0: Ndalavarakatava. My spirit by the Holy Spirit. Rende Sakola Basiki Tiana. My spirit by the Holy Spirit. Lord, my, my spirit praise my spirit talks to my father my spirit pray syllable my spirit pray bless the lord
2: magnify the lord
0: thank you lord thank you hallelujah
2: Dan
0: Dan it, the and and wait upon the Lord. The Lord is like oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the, the
2: Lord.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Everybody say thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Praise the, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen, you can be seated if you want to praise the Lord. The Apostle Paul talked about praying in the Holy Ghost and he talked about building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Anybody here believe in praying in the Holy Ghost? <laughs> radically changed my life even though I was raised in church and in uh, Pentecostal or Spirit-filled church. My dad was a pastor Uh, but I never was filled with the Holy Spirit. I never did pray in other tongues until I was 17 and I had a lot of people praying for me and uh, many occasions and uh, they would pray for me but I never was filled with the Holy Spirit until I received instruction or explanation from a Kenneth E. Hagin book, and a friend of mine broke it down on how to receive, how to receive. Everybody say receive. Receive. So Dad Hagin, his book taught on how to receive the Holy Ghost or how to be filled and how to receive uh, and yield. So many times people's problem is they don't receive because they don't know how to yield to the Holy Ghost. Well, I didn't, I didn't know how to yield. I didn't know how to receive. Uh, there's something about receiving the Holy Ghost. That's really what Jesus said before he went to heaven. Is He, he said what? Receive. Receive. He didn't say ask God to give him to you. He just said receive. <laughs> receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Receive. So there's something about how the enemy will try to hinder you receiving or responding or being filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when you receive the Holy Ghost, he takes all of your receiving from God to a whole new dimension. In other words, somebody said it this way, there's no limit to God's giving except his creature's capacity to receive. All right, let's try that one more time. There's no limit to God's giving except our capacity to receive. I'm going to say that one more time. In other words, the problem is not on the giving of God because he has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly place in Christ. So there's no problem with God's giving. It is many times our capacity to receive. Y'all still with me here? So the Holy Spirit, when you learn how to receive the Holy Spirit or yield to him, then he helps you receive everything else that you receive from God. Actually, one time I was studying the scriptures and I asked Jesus, why did he preach so long? Because I grew up in church and long sermons just totally wiped me out. <laughs> I was like, please, Lord, somehow, <laughs> let this somehow come to an end. But the sermon, even the preacher would lie and say, I'm just about to close. What a liar he is. (laughs) He ain't going to close. It's another (laughs) lie. He would go another 30 minutes. (laughs) So I was studying Jesus and I said, Lord, why did you teach so long? That he taught so long that it says the people would have fainted if he hadn't fed them. So Jesus could teach a long time. Amen. Jesus was a teacher or a preacher, but he did both. But Jesus was teaching. So I said, Lord, how come you were teaching so long? And here's kind of the way he said it to me, and maybe you can catch the way I heard it. He said, I was teaching because when I was teaching, I was never working on the giving part of God. I was never teaching long to get God to give. He said, because God's always giving. So I was not teaching to get God to give healing or anything else. He said, I was teaching on man's ability to receive. Because you can make certain adjustments in your thinking and in your talking and open the doors wide and receive from God. You can make an adjustment just to move from the intellectual to move to the spirit because God is a spirit. And Paul said, when I pray in the spirit, my spirit prays. Amen and boy your flesh may fight you and your intellect may fight you and the devil may try to block it but when you open up your spirit man and you hook your tongue up to your spirit and you start praying in the Holy Ghost my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays I just bypass my mind I bypass my intellect I bypass my feelings I bypass my circumstances and I let the river of the Holy Ghost come flowing right out of my mouth and lift me out of the natural and put me into the realm of the supernatural in the realm of God, in the realm of the spirit. And there's joy over there and there's love over there and victory over there. Everything happens in the realm of the spirit with God. Amen. God is a spirit. Amen. So Jesus said, my words are spirit. My words, Jesus said, my words are not natural things. My words are spirit and they are life. Amen. In other words, the Bible is the broadcasting of a spirit. And the Bible says the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God. First Corinthians 2.14. He said, you receive the Holy Spirit so you can know the things freely given to us of God. He said, but the natural man receives not. Well, that's a problem, isn't it? The natural man, what? Receives not. Doesn't mean God's not giving it, just he can't receive it. The natural man receives not. Doesn't say bad man, come on. You don't have to be a bad person. Just stay in the natural. Y'all Just live in the natural. You won't be able to receive. What's the word natural mean? Well, the word natural there is the Greek word that means uh, psychology or the suke, the soul. In other words, the natural, one translation says the man of the highest intellectual attainments is not granted access to the things of God. That means you're not a stupid person. You're just an intellectual person. You live by your thinking, your reasoning, and by your five senses. But once the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he will make you lose your mind and get the mind of Christ. Come on, the anointing will come on your mind. Come on, and you'll think different, you'll talk different, you'll act different, you'll respond different, because you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on, take a little praise break. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. For the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, where would I be if it were not for the Holy Ghost? Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. All right, sit back down, sit back down. Amen. Amen. And so I was 17, I saved. I mean, I loved Jesus, but I didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost until somebody said, here's how you receive. I was on on AM, and the Holy Ghost was on FM. (laughs) Amen. He was broadcasting, but I just wasn't receiving. But the moment I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I went, all right. That's the channel we're broadcasting on right there. Amen. That's the spirits. Come on. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. He says, and to the natural man, they're even foolishness. He said, because they must be spiritually discerned. Everybody say spiritually discerned. All right. You see the word spiritually discerned. He's really saying between the suke, the soul, or the mind, or intellect, and then to receive from God, you have to receive spiritually. So the Greek word for spirit is the word pneuma, pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A, pneuma. Jesus said, God is a pneuma. Paul said in Hebrews 12, he said, and God is the father of pneuma. In other words, what puts man in the class of God, come on, when God said, let us make man like us in our image. In other words, we're different from the animal kingdom, different from the plant kingdom. We were created in the class of God, and he gave us dominion so we could walk with God talk with God on God's level, receive from God, fellowship with God. Come on. He made you in his own image. And when you got born again, you're a new creature in Christ, and what happened is your spirit is joined to Christ. Not your head. Come on not your emotions, not your intellect, not your body. Come on now. You're going to be confused all of your life if you get your identity just out of your body. Come on, Especially if you were cute when you was 20, you better take pictures because when you get to be 70, you're going to be totally depressed. Amen. Amen. Because you're going to get that furniture disease. Come on, that's where your chest drops to your drawers. So I'm just telling you, your, your body, come on now. I'm mean, glad you're more than just a body. Come on, you are a spirit, made in the image of God. I'm a spirit. Come on, and when your heart stops beating and you take your last breath, your spirit will jump out of your body and fly on the way to heaven. Man, I'm telling you. Oh, man, your spirit, come on. That Paul just said you're absent from the body, you're present with the Lord. Let's try that one more time. Come on. For the Christian, there is no fear of death because you ain't never going to die. You're just going to go absent from your body, present with the Lord. Amen. But just <laughs> your spirit means you don't have to wait until you die. Let's say it this way. I said you don't have to wait till you die. Or oh, Let's say it this way. When you get to heaven, ought not be the first time you've been there. All right, let's try this out over In other words, come on, the day you actually enter into heaven, that ought not be the first time you've been there. Because when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, the same spirit, I said the Holy Ghost moved on the inside of you. Woo! Come on now. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Let's try that one more time. I'm I'm trying to give you a short sermon tonight, but some of y'all are listening slow. But the same identical spirit that raised Christ from the dead. This is a part of your identification with Christ. The same identical spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Listen, he moved inside of you. Not only will he quicken your mortal body, but if you ever have time to read Romans chapter 8. Is, is there anybody in here ever had time to read Romans chapter 8? I'm talking about read it from verse 1 all the way through the end of the chapter. Let's try this side over here. I don't, I don't know if the pastor's paying attention or not, so I'm going to go over here. Romans chapter 8, everybody say Romans chapter 8 will make you great. <laughs> Amen. I said Romans chapter 8 will make you great. Come on. So if you read Romans chapter 8, we just quoted Romans eight eleven. same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you quickens your mortal body in other words the anointing will get in your bones get in your blood come on get in your lungs get in your heart it'll drive sickness out of your body come on it'll quicken your body come on it'll make you have joy come on it'll make you get happy come on that anointing get on the inside of you you don't need cocaine marijuana you don't need none of that stuff man all you need to do is be filled with the holy ghost You get filled with the Holy Ghost, amen. Don't need no drugs. I got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) I got the Holy Ghost. Man. (laughs) I got the Holy Ghost. Excuse me, I got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) (sighs) Amen. If you knew the value of praying in the Holy Ghost, you would never let a day go by that you didn't pray in the Holy Ghost. I call that God's head bypass operation. In other words, your spirit prays and your mind don't even know what you're saying. While you're praying in the Holy Ghost, your mind's going, what's happening here? What's happening? Come on. I'm trying to check in here, and you're going, blah, 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 la la la. See, so your mind is used to running your life. But your mind was not designed to run your life. That's why people have mental breakdown. It's because they try to run their life with their brain. Your brain was not designed to run your life. Your brain was designed to manage, come on now, your life. Your spirit was designed to run your life. My spirit was designed because my spirit ain't going to break down. My my spirit ain't going to collapse. Come on. My spirit ain't going to quit on me. Come on. Amen. You know, you know, your 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 flesh may want to quit, your feelings may want to quit, your brain may want to quit, but your spirit ain't got no quit in you, man. Your spirit got the Holy Ghost living in you. (laughs) Woo! Amen. Everybody say, "I am a spirit. I have a soul." I'm just staying in this body. body. Come on, the real me. I'm a spirit. The real me is looking out of my eyes, looking at you. But I can't see you, but I see your body. Hey, my eyes, come on, but the real me. And you can't see me. You just see my body. That's just the house I'm living in for a short period of time. But one day I'm moving out of this little house here. <laughs> Woo. That, that Jesus abolished. All right, let's try it one more time. Jesus abolished
1: death.
0: Well, I feel like slapping somebody already. Uh, come on. Uh, when, when Jesus was raised from the dead, come on now, come on! He abolished death. <laughs> Woo! Come on! Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Jesus abolished death. Boy, somebody ought to shout about that! I ain't never gonna die. <laughs> sit back down. Sit back down huh? That's in Second Timothy chapter one verse ten. That Jesus de- abolished death, destroyed him that had the power of death. Y'all listening? Listen! Listen! listen. If I say Jesus, he abolished death. Listen now. And he brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. All right, let me just talk this out over here. Jesus, when he was raised from the dead, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. But when he was raised from the dead, Now, I don't know if you have the Passion Translation, but you read it later of of, uh, 2 Timothy 1.10. 2 Timothy 1.10. He abolished death, and the Passion Translation says, he obliterated death. Are y'all still with me here? Dismantled death. Obliterated all of its effects on our lives. Go ahead and just laugh a while, come on. <laughs> I have no fear of death in any form, physically, or any other kind of death, because I have eternal life. He brought life and immortality. Whoa, life. <laughs>
2: oh.
0: Come on, this is what called good news, man. Mama my, my. Well this'll do you better than your retirement plan. <laughs> Woo! Because when you made Jesus your law, he gave you life, eternal life, immortality Alleluia. means a life that cannot be touched by death in any form. Alleluia. Come on, I have the life of God, spiritual life, the God kind of life, the same life that raised Christ from the dead, that life is in my spirit right now. Listen, listen, it is the same life that's in Christ. It will do the same thing in you that it did in Christ. Hallelujah! Y'all still here, come on. So that's why John said We know, you know, it makes a difference what you know. Because if you're ignorant, you'll listen to anything. Some of these university kids, you know, marching around against Israel. How ignorant can you be in a university fighting against Israel, God's nation that has been around for thousands of years, and there ain't no man, and there ain't no government ever going to take that land from them. It's a blood covenant land. It's a nation. Come on, that God called, so you better watch out. I don't care who you are. You cannot win against Israel. God will fight for Israel. You understand that? Don't act like you got an education and you're stupid enough to fight against Israel. Come on, you can't win against the nation of Israel. <laughs> Come on, I was around in 1967. Huh? What was that like, the Six-Day War? Come on 1967 when five nations came against one little tiny speck of land and said we'll destroy you and throw you in the ocean and within what was it six days in six days sit back down sit back down come on we know wars that last for years and years and years and years and never come to an end but in six days God fought for Israel <laughs> I was in Israel in 1970, when I was a senior in high school. 1970, me and my dad went to Israel on the way to go to East Africa for missions work. So we stopped in Israel. And we didn't know that that was the uh, third anniversary of the Six Day War. <laughs> so, what happened? We're down there, you know, at the old temple wall, and they're starting to celebrate when the nations came against them and God fought for them. Many testimonies of how God fought for Israel in a Six Day War. <laughs> So when they came into that big square then they came dancing dancing running shouting circling dancing dancing celebration going on because god fought for israel a six day war not a year not three years but in six days all the nations were driven out and they extended their territory you let the devil know if he attacks you you ain't just going to come after him you're fixing to extend your territory and take some more territory i think to take some more territory if you don't like that <laughs> Woo! Come on, when you got the Spirit of God on your side. Sit down, sit down. The ultimate weapon, the Holy Ghost. And it scares the devil spitless when you start talking in tongues. Oh, I see some of y'all. Some of you had your brain running your life so long, that's why you look. Let's not go into that. that. Come on, your peanut brain. Come on, most people functioning. Come on. And less than 10% of their mental capacity. Less than 10%. And God knows you're on 2 or 3% of yours. Come on. But when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, come on, he'll rise up on the inside of you. Man, the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. He'll make you smart. Sometimes people do something, they ask me about it, I say, you talking to me? I thought you had the Holy Ghost. Huh? Sometimes you just need to look in the mirror and talk to yourself. Come on, in the morning, look in the mirror, talk to yourself and say, hey, good to see you. (laughs) Say, you good looking thing." Come on, talk to yourself. Amen. But say to yourself. Come on. Say, Holy Ghost. Ghost. I know you're in there. All right, now think about it. You're looking in the mirror right now. I said, look in the mirror and say, Holy Ghost. Ghost. I know you're in there. Come on, say, Say, don't act like you're not in there. Because I know you're in there. I don't feel nothing right now, but I still know you're in there. Holy Ghost, I need your help. That's all you got to do It's just make room for him. Yield to him. Say, Holy Ghost, you're my helper. You're my strengthener. You're my intercessor. You're my advocate. Come on, you're my standby. You're the greater one that lives in me. You're the one that makes me more than a match for the devil. Amen. Amen. All you got to do is just talk to him, the Holy Ghost. Come on. Wigglesworth said, then the Holy Ghost will start to think through your mind. He has power over your intellect. You can tell when he's thinking through your mind because you can't think like that. Come on, the Holy Ghost, starts thinking through your mind. Come on, he'll bring scriptures to your remembrance. You'll go, ah. He has power. Wigglesworth said he has power over your intellect. Are y'all still with me? Come on, I said he has power over your intellect. In other words, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you can miss a thousand pitfalls if you would listen to the Holy Ghost. Boy, I feel like slapping somebody right <laughs> now. I said, you will miss a thousand pitfalls if you would just listen to the Holy Ghost. And he's in there. Come on now. You just got to yield to him. Say, Holy Ghost. Come on. He has power over your intellect. And he knows everything. I know you think you do, but let me tell you this. He actually does know everything. He knows about cars, trucks. Come on. He knows about money. He knows about your wife. That is a miracle. (laughs) He knows knows how your wife thinks. That is a double miracle. He knows how your husband thinks, and you probably think that's a miracle. The Holy Ghost, he knows everything. He knows about money. Are you all still here? I said he knows about money. Amen. Dad Hagin said the Lord told him, if you'll be led by the Holy Spirit, I'll make you rich. He said, I'm not opposed to being rich. I'm opposed to being covetous. You know what that means? Get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. Come on. But if you'll be generous, God's not opposed you being rich if you just be generous. Amen. Amen. I saw where Paul and Timothy, he had to talk to the rich people. Well, I read that years ago. And I said, Paul's talking to the church people. He said, talk to the rich people. And he said, God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Oh, y'all, y'all getting quiet now. Come on now. I had to change my thinking. Come on now. Frugal works at Walmart. Frugal don't work at church. People say, I'm frugal. No, you're a tightwad. Your sting is your problem. No, but, but God's generous. Come on now. You little tightwad. In other words, you shut down all of God's generosity with your peanut thinking. That's where you shut it down. But when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you can't get a stingy Holy Ghost. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, he'll do what? Think through your mind. Speak through your lips. He has power over your voice. He'll take the wine out of your voice. He'll take the victim out of your voice. And he'll put victory in your voice. You know, sometimes Christians, even though they're speaking the word, they have a little bit of wine, you know. My God. On all of my corn according to riches in glory my God we've got a couple of rejoicers right here running up the aisle my God are y'all still here even when you say confess I'm strong in the Lord, they go I'm strong in the Lord but the Holy Ghost will take the wine out of your voice come on he'll take the victim out of your voice Come on. He'll put strength in your voice. He'll put victory in your voice. Are y'all still here? What else? Jesus said, he will magnify me. In other words, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, Jesus gets so big. And your problem gets so little. All right, let's try that again. I said, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, what Jesus has done gets so big. Come on, no matter what the doctor says or people say or the news say, you go, yeah, but Jesus is Lord. Let's let's talk about Jesus for a minute. Jesus, come on, he has abolished death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. (laughs) Woo! Come on. At your funeral, you say, leave the casket open. (laughs) Tell the mortician to put a hanger in my mouth. So when people look over, there'll be a big smile on my face. Come on. I ain't here, baby. I'm with Jesus. Hallelujah. In heaven, in glory, land. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, go back to Romans 8 just for a minute here. Praise the Lord. Everybody go, ha, ha, ha. So the Holy
1: Ghost.
0: The Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Come on, he's your secret weapon. Come on, he lives inside of you. Come on, Jesus said he's going to move in you forever, forever and ever. He ain't ever checking out. He's going home with you. He gets in the car with you. He goes to the house with you. Come on, he goes to work with you. Come on, he's the greater one that lives in you. Amen. The Spirit of God, he lives in you. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> and when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you get under the influence come on day of Pentecost they acted drunk <laughs> intoxicated Peter had to stand up and say these are not drunk as you suppose but this that so, and, uh, the job, and the last day uh, you feel with the Holy Ghost <laughs> come on people say well what you own come on what you taking you say uh, I'm taking Holy Ghost I got the Holy Ghost I'm taking amen, I'm taking the Holy Ghost uh, when I'm drinking, I'm drinking from the presence of the Lord. I'm getting come on so on the day of Pentecost then they had fire on their head so you can't get the Holy Ghost without having fire. Come on, you got some fire on your head. Come on, you can't act normal when your head's on fire. you got fire on your head. Come on, you got fire burning in your spirit, in your inner man. Come on, you got the Holy Ghost. Come on now. You got joy in the Holy Ghost. Say amen. So you got joy that is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Come on. <laughs> amen. It's heavenly joy. It's triumphant joy.
1: Woo! <laughs> Ha-ha.
0: Somebody says, what's wrong with you? You say, I got the Holy Ghost. Uh, Amen. (laughs) You can't get a sad Holy Ghost. Even the anointing is called the oil of joy. You got the Holy Ghost. Come on, you got joy bubbling up. Come on, Holy Ghost will have you laughing at the most unusual time. You'll even say, this is not a good time. And you'll go, ha, 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 ha. What you laughing about? I'm laughing because I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me 2,000 years ago. Come on, I got the Holy Ghost on the inside of me and the same life and the same spirit living inside of me. I I got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> I I watched this movie many years ago and I can't say I recommend it or not recommend it, so don't get mad at me but it's about these guys, you know, and they'd gotten a certain amount of gold and it was transferred to their account. You know, it's a wire, wire transfer. So this guy lands at the airport going to get his luggage, and he's watching his phone because his phone's going to tell him whenever that wire transfer, it's about $20 million, whenever that wire transfer will tell him when it hit his account. And so he lands, he's looking, trying to get his luggage, and he's looking at his phone, and it and goes, he goes, Wire transfer just went through and he goes, Woo <laughs> and everybody at the luggage place was started staring at him he went, Oh, excuse me, he said, I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's funny. He said it's a good train. You ought to take a ride. I thought he must have been in a Holy Ghost church or something because he went, Woo! When you know the transfer has already hit your bank, you go, woo, excuse me, I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus has already done it for me. I believe I have received it. And woo, excuse me. Excuse me. Woo. Come on, you might be standing in line, in line at Walmart and, and you go, woo. And somebody say, what? Is it? You say, excuse me, I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> You might be in an elevator with four people in there, and you go, "Woo!" and they say, what's wrong with you? Say, excuse me, i got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> They'll be off at the next floor. Hallelujah. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, let me try to finish up Romans chapter 8. What time is it? All right, it's still dark. <laughs> so... <laughs> everybody say Romans 8 we'll make you great come on that's about the Holy
1: Ghost
0: hallelujah So if you read Romans chapter 8, the whole chapter, I'm going to try to finish real quickly here. Then I'm going to slap a few people in the head. Not not too hard, just a little bit of a slap on the head. (laughs) I'd rather have the anointing. I said I'd rather have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Come on, I thought somebody ought to make a T-shirt that says, I'd rather have the anointing. Come on, I'd rather have the anointing than any amount of money in the whole world. I'd rather have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'd rather have the anointing than everybody else liking me. Come on now. And me being famous or somebody says you're something. I'd rather have the anointing than try to act cool and come on and be cool. I'd rather have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Go ahead and sit down. Uh, sit down, Sit down. Ha ha ha. I'd rather have the anoint. Ain't nothing in the world like the anoint. Come on, one touch of the anointing will drive sickness out of your body. I've been there for 12 years and that woman was healed with one touch of the anointing. She didn't get a hug. She didn't get a handshake. She just touched the hem of his garment and the anointing drove sickness out of her body. Ha, ha, ha. I'd rather have the anointing. All right, all right. Write this down real quickly because you can't say I didn't give you no notes. (laughs) Romans chapter (laughs) 8. Romans chapter 8 will make you great. (laughs) Don't be too late to read Romans chapter 8 because it will make you great. Read Romans chapter 8 at least five times. Come on, this week, read Romans chapter 8 at least five times. Come on, if there's anything you don't understand, go to the next verse. (laughs) Romans chapter 8. It says, verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free. Go ahead and laugh about that. When the law of the Spirit of Life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Whoa, oh, I'm free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. The law of the spirit of life. See, the word spirit is the word pneuma. And Paul says, the holy pneuma spirit bears witness with my spirit or my pneuma. The moment you step into the realm of the spirit, then Satan has lost all control over you. You cannot be controlled. If you stay in the natural and the flesh and your feelings and your intellect, the devil can just push a few buttons and control your behavior. Come on, but when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and your spirit rises up into dominance. Come on. And you got thoughts coming to your mind. Come on, and feelings and all kinds of stuff. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God in you. Tell your mind, shut up! Come on, tell every thought coming to your mind, shut up! Come on, tell your mind. If I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Come on, I got that from Sanford and Son. Anyway, I <laughs> never did watch Sanford and Son. Anyway, so yeah, he's what he told Aunt Esther, you know, Sanford. He said, he said Shut up, Esther." If I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. It's good for an argument sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> the devil will throw thoughts and suggestions at your brain. Come on, at your mind, at your feelings and all kinds of feelings. But your spirit, Oh, you can't touch this. Oh, come on, even hammer time don't know about this. Come on, your, your spirit, come on, by the Holy Spirit living in you says you can't touch this. Come on, God has built a wall on the inside of you and separated you from the control of the intellect and the mind and the flesh. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, your spirit man joined to Christ. The same life that's in Christ flows in your spirit. When you start talking in other tongues, my spirit prays in my mind. Don't even know what I'm Woo! <laughs> Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Man, I got I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Say, Excuse me, I got the Holy Ghost. Hey, man, I'm having a hard time controlling him right now. I'm fixing to let him loose, and when I let him loose, baby, he's going to tear up some stuff, whatever the enemy meant for evil. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost loose, I tell you. When I let him loose.
2: <laughs>
0: hey! Woo! Woo! So I'm fixed to let the Holy Ghost loose right now. <laughs> <Woo! Hallelujah. laughs> sit back now, sit back. I'm not saying you don't have the Holy Ghost some people have the Holy Ghost but he's way down inside he's way down in there sometimes you can even hear the Holy Ghost saying help let me out help let me out I just say, be quiet stay down there the last time I let you out you had me so happy people thought I was a weirdo <laughs> yeah. oh, let me out. You say, No, I can't let you out. Last time I let you out, I was witnessing to people I didn't even know. I just started t- talking to them about Jesus. I can't let you out. Holy Ghost,
1: oh, let me
0: out. And you say, No, I can't let you out. Last time I let you out, you had me giving a lot more money than I was planning on giving. I wasn't planning on giving that much money. <laughs> oh, y'all sir When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, When you yield to the Holy Ghost, come on. He's the greater one that lives on the inside of you. No devil can dominate you. No fear can dominate you. No sickness can dominate you. Jesus, by his blood, has redeemed you. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Come on now. He quickens your body. When you yield to the Holy Ghost, ha ha, ha ha ha, ha 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 ha. <laughs> Come on, I got joy in the Holy Ghost. I said, I got joy, I got joy in the Holy Ghost. I got joy in the Holy Ghost. I let the joy of the Holy Ghost loose. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! I got joy in the Holy Ghost. Ha 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 ha, ha 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 ha! Ha ha ha! Glory, the anointing. Ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! ha, ha, ha. So I'd rather have the anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'd rather have the anointing. <laughs> I'd rather have the fire of the, of the Holy Ghost. I'd rather have. <laughs> 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 I'd rather have the fire. I'd rather have the anointing. I'd rather have. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Fire of the Holy Ghost. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ha <laughs> ha! Glory glory. Everybody say Romans Romans 8 will make you great. (laughs) All right, write this down. This is my last note for tonight. Romans 8, 21 times it says the word spirit, spirit, 21 times. Twenty-one times the word pneuma our spirit. And it says the same spirit that raised Christ, same pneuma. And then it says you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body. That means the devil cannot dominate your flesh. When the power of the Holy Spirit. You through the Spirit do mortify that means uh, deaden like you go to the dentist and before he works on your mouth he deadens it that means when the devil's trying to exact pain on you the Holy Ghost shoots Novocaine into your life and deadens that I ain't feeling nothing right now because I got the Holy Ghost Working on the inside of me. Ha ha! So that is the anointing and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha! To carry the fire and the glory of the Spirit of God. The name of Jesus and by the blood of Jesus. Carry the gospel. Come on. The the gospel. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Glory to God. My spirit is alive. Eternal life. And it's it's a quality of life. Everybody say a quality of life. And in the spirit and in that life is love and joy and peace. Come on. All the fruits. Come on, you got a quality of life, of love and joy and peace. It's going on all the time, man. When you got that kind of life in you, you yeah. say, my spirit is joined to Christ, the triumphant Christ, <laughs> the anointed one, my spirit. All right, now listen, listen. So he says in Romans 8, through the spirit. Come on, it says your spirit, Romans 8, 10. Your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And then Romans 8, 13, through the spirit, you mortify the deeds of the body. In other words, it's not just you fighting against your flesh, but the Holy Spirit fills you up and neutralizes control of the flesh. Go ahead and laugh about that. That's Romans 8, 13. Come on, the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. They that are led by the Spirit, the Numa. Ah! Well, if you go down to Romans eight twenty-six. Praise the Lord! What does it say? Romans eight twenty-six. Did they put it up there? Likewise, the Numa Holy Spirit helps my infirmity any kind of weakness that you have, the Holy Spirit takes hold. We don't know how to deal with it naturally, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Come on, and he that knows the mind of the Spirit makes intercession according to the will of God, and we know all things work together for good to them who love God and are called according to his purpose. Man. Read Romans 8. It will make you great. Come on, what can separate you from the love of God?
2: Nothing. Come on.
0: What word is in there 21 times? Spirit. What happens when you pray in the Holy Ghost? Paul said, my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, praise." you let the Holy Ghost loose. Man, I can't wait till tomorrow night. Glory to God. I I mean, if I I had this much fun on Sunday night, I can't wait till tomorrow night. I mean, that's the last night. Come on, you better wear your running shoes. Come on, your tennis shoes. Come on. Amen. (laughs) Filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Wigglesworth said you can have as much of the supernatural as you want. That I means if you don't want no more, you say, Lord, I don't want no more. And then you just stop there. But if you say, Lord, bring it, Lord. Come on. I need a fresh anointing. In other words, you hadn't arrived yet. You are still on the way. There's a lot more where that came from. Ha, ha, ha. Well, lift your hands up. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, just say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, tomorrow, say, thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, he's my helper, my strengthener, my intercessor, my advocate. He's the greater one living in me. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. Come on, I'm going to let him loose. Rivers of living water will flow out of my belly, praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on, receiving from God. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! Woo! Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, ain't no devil gonna torment your mind. Come on, ain't no devil gonna hang on to your body and your flesh. Come on, Jesus has set you free. Come on, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Ha, ha, ha.